Today's episode is brought to you by Nomad. Go to the Flathead's best manufacturer, Nomad. It's a longtime supporter of the local community and sports scene, celebrating 20 years of building great careers and mission-focused custom vehicles. Nomad, a Montana-based company making a global impact. Visit nomadgcs.com for more info. That's nomadgcs.com for more information. Welcome back to another edition of the Interlake Sports Now. I'm Josh Dugan, and we have an exciting show on the horizon today. Fritz Neighbor of the Daily Interlake will join the show to start things out. We're going to be talking some Pioneer League baseball. Last week, I was at Range Rider Media Day. Go catch that episode if you missed it. Catch up on that. We talked some Glacier Range Riders, talked to some of the players, talked to their manager, Stu Peterson. That was a lot of fun. Now, Fritz will join the show. We'll talk some more baseball and kind of dive into the Pioneer League as a whole, as well as give Fritz a chance to recap some of the greatest players to ever play in the Pioneer League. A couple Hall of Famers in there. You don't want to miss that. And after that, we'll roll through some local headlines, including the first ever high school baseball state championship in Montana history, and look at a former Grizz and Butte High product who landed with the Pittsburgh Steelers recently. Alrighty, thanks as always for joining me, Fritz. Thank you as always for your time. So the Pioneer League is set to get underway this week. So I wanted to talk a little bit about the history of the league and we'll get into the Glacier Range Riders, our hometown team here in the Flathead Valley. They're heading into year number two, exciting stuff. But so before we do dive into that current landscape and kind of the how the Range Riders are looking, I wanted to ask you, I know you've been following the league for quite some time. You covered the league for quite some time. Just wanted to give you the opportunity to kind of shed some light on some of the greatest players to ever come through the Pioneer League and just any cool historical facts about the league that you have to throw out there? Yeah, well, it's a, it's a league that goes back to uh, 1939. Um, they, I think it was 1940 or 41 that Idaho Falls jumped in the league and they've never been without a Pioneer League team since, or they're the longest running team in the league in its current uh, makeup. Been a lot of, a lot of towns hosted Pioneer League teams that uh, don't anymore. Butte, for one, Butte was a was a farm team for your uh, for your Los Angeles Angels, by the way, for quite a while. And um, Caldwell, Idaho, places like that. Uh, Provo had a team that couldn't play on Sundays because of LDS rules. Casper had a team um, that eventually moved to uh, well, it's in Grand Junction now. So. And, uh, yeah, been a lot of great players. In, in 39, they played 140 games. I think it was about 69 or so that they became like a short-season rookie advanced league, which was, you know, 72 games, 78 games, 76 games, somewhere in there. So, and uh, been some great players come through. Um, George Brett played in Billings. That's why I'm a Royals fan, because he played in Billings in 71. Um, Carmen Thomas, Tom Browning played in Billings. Um Special fielder played in Butte when the Copper Kings were going. And uh, it's been pretty good baseball for a long time. And, um, you know, generally in a single year, you'd see, you know, two or three players that would eventually make the, make the major leagues. And not all of them were very good in the Pioneer League. Rob Devil didn't do anything with Billings. He threw like seven innings and wound up being a, you know, tremendous reliever in the Cincinnati Reds organization. So it's been uh, – been good it's been fun to watch it was great to cover when i was in billings at the gazette uh i didn't really cover the osprey very much but i did some um pioneer league features for milb.com so um talked to hunter green the reds pitcher a few years ago 
fact, he's the one that told me that he was just going to be a pitcher, and I try to do both, like Shohei. And uh, I've seen some great players. Ben Broussard is probably the best player I ever saw. He was so good that uh, they moved him out at the halfway point. He was hitting 440, and he just drove in 10 runs in a game in Great Falls for the Mustangs. And they said, yeah, he's too good. Get him out of here. And um, Adam Dunn, who hit 460 home runs. Edwin Encarnacion played in Billings. Aaron Boone played in Billings. They played third, but he should have been the shortstop. He had so much range. Um, greatly, you know. Sorry, it was Billings-centric there, but that's, uh, that's most of the games I saw for uh, Mustang games. Yeah, no, and I just wanted to kind of give you the chance to just dive into it. And a lot, lot of fun factoids there. I did not know Butte, the Halos, had a farm team up there. And I and you mentioned uh, Cecil Fielder. I can only imagine him in the – you know, in the altitude up here, hitting some moonshots. My goodness, I bet he was dropping bombs. So, no, that's a lot of fun stuff right there. The Hunter Green factoid as well. Kind of an interesting thing because that guy just throws gas, the two-way player. And a, lot, a lot of fun stuff, Ritz, because I know the league has changed the format a bit, but it's just worth throwing for people who maybe, you know, just starting to follow the Range Riders. Now they're diving in the Pioneer League just to have the context that there's been some great minor league ball players who went on, like you said, to have great pro careers coming through this state and the Pioneer League in general. So awesome stuff. I, I know Trevor Hoffman, I, I remember, is another name to throw out there. So, no, you, you covered most of them, though. George Brett's definitely the highlight of the group you go george brad I mean, like you said that's the reason you're a royals fan all these yeah. years later i mean says enough right there heck of a ball player it's like changed lives so no you gotta love that um i did want to funny oh go for it's it fun, it's funny that you brought up hoffman because he actually played shortstop when he was in billings and then they uh, converted him to a reliever because he was throwing about 95 and then by the time he hit the show or was really good with the padres he was throwing in high 80s low 90s but he had such a great changeup that he was still a great closer. And uh, Jeff Montgomery was a great reliever in Billings and won, I'm sorry, saved a lot of games for Brian Royals as well. So, yeah, now we're up to 96 games, and the Range Riders start tomorrow. Right, here we go. It's it's that time. Today, of course, we got a little bit of drizzle. I was about to say the sun's shining just in time for baseball to get going again. But it's about that time. And you just because just you mentioned, I have to say, yeah, that Hoffman circle change up, whatever it may be, one of the nastiest of all time. So, no, straight filth right there. Um, as far as the Range Riders go, I know you were you know kind of working on previewing the team a little bit. I had the opportunity to go to media day last week. That was a lot of fun. Talk with some returning players and their head coach. I'm really optimistic for the team this year. You're number one. Anything, it's going to take a little moving parts. You're number two. You can feel that the, the ship is on, you know, the train's on the right track. They got things rolling. Just kind of your thoughts on the team heading into the season. Well, I see some familiar names coming back. Um, I think you talked to Gabe Howell, who uh, was hitting – and he was knocking a snot out of the ball a year ago, but then he got hurt and uh, didn't really get to play um, much beyond the first, oh, I don't know, quarter of the season. So him having him back at shortstop should help a team, uh, you know, that, that didn't win a whole lot of games last year. Um, but when you look, um, I think any good team's going to be strong up the middle. And everybody that's up the middle was here last year, I believe. Austin Bates, a catcher. Cash playing second. Howell at short. Um, Dean Miller's back at first base. Ben McConnell will go to left, you know. Um, and then they picked up two uh, two good players that were played really well for but for Billings last season. Uh, Jackson Rayfield played third, and then Cruz Taylor played center for him. And uh, he scored seventy four runs last year with Billings, and 
And then the pitching, I think, you know, it had to get a little bit better, but I see some, the, the guys that were leaders last year, like Noah Barrows, um, are back. In fact, Barrows is going to pitch tomorrow night, or I should say Tuesday night, depending on when people listen to this. He'll pitch the opener at Great Falls. Yeah, no, the the team does have the familiar faces. Pretty much the names you mentioned are the guys who kind of jump out at me. A few guys on there, like, just like you said, hitting the snot out of the ball last year. How, like a guy you mentioned, stays healthy. Dean Miller, every time he steps to the plate, was a lot of fun to watch. So I'm really enthusiastic about this team. Like you, you know, we did discuss earlier, you've been covering the Pioneer League for a long time, watching it for a long time. I did want to get your thoughts on some of the new rules they're adding. They're bringing in a little bit of the shift limit kind of things where you can't play up the middle as much, add a couple base hits, add some offense. I'm kind of thinking we're going to see some NFL-type scores this year between the new rules and that Rocky Mountain air. So want to get your thoughts on that as well as the new pitch uh, time limit rules as well. Yeah, we're going we're gonna to get some crooked numbers. But, you know, uh, we used to get some crooked numbers in Butte, which is a mile high. and uh, Dead center in Butte was 460, and people used to hit it out there too. So, oh, geez. Yeah, well um, – We'll get some crooked numbers. We'll get uh, – I'm totally in favor of the pitch clock. Um, I think the shift is okay. You know, you still got people playing up the middle, taking – you know, it's not totally going to fix things. And it still appears to me wishes people would just learn to uh, barrel the ball up the other way, you know, to the opposite field. But um, overall, I think games will be quicker. Uh, 7 o'clock start for the Range Riders is – possible the games will get over in time for us to get us through the window at 10 o'clock <laughs> we have pretty early deadlines these days not like the old days so i don't know i think all these changes are pretty good but i'm especially a fan of the pitch clock yeah i'm looking forward to it as well keep the game flowing i like what you said about barreling it up the other way i couldn't help but think of george brett you're like Talk about hitting it the other way or give Tony Gwynn a shout-out. But, yeah, no, I mean, definitely uh, too funny. I, my, that was my thought process for a long time. But I, I do like the opportunity for fans to get to see a little more offense. And like you said, we're going to see some really interesting numbers. And I now that you mentioned Butte and the altitude in that center field wall, I just can't help but think of Cecil Fielder hitting bombs out there. My goodness. So awesome stuff, Fritz. If there's anything else you want to throw out there, uh, feel free just – Really looking forward to a fun season of Pioneer League baseball and covering the Range Riders. Yeah, I, I am too. I mean, it's it's still pretty good baseball. I wish they I wish they were affiliated. I don't like that move at all by Major League Baseball uh, pulling uh, affiliation for 40, 40 uh, teams, including all eight, well now ten in the Pioneer League. Um, and yeah, I wish we were still going back to Butte because uh, it was closer than heck of a lot closer than Grand Junction and. Man, I saw some good players there. I saw Mike Napoli and Bobby Jenks, Irvin Santana. You know, all those guys came through the Angels organization. So um, now they've become the RMLs, and who knows where they might end up. But you know, you and I covered it. You and I were on the team last year when they when they sent a pitcher to the Astros. The Range Riders did. So it's still a chance. It's a really good chance for these guys to get another another shot at playing pro ball and hopefully moving up the ladder somewhere in uh, the affiliated minor leagues. No doubt about it, Fritz, and that's what it's all about. I will mention just because I, I just just before we did the show, I looked up Logan Van Way. He was the pitcher from the Range Riders last year. He caught on with the Astros this year in High A. Is and I think he's played in a couple levels already this year, but he's in High A right now. Twelve appearances, 
3.75 ERA, 15 strikeouts and in 12 innings. So, no, yeah, the, the talent's there. And you just brought me back to my heyday with some of those angel names, awesome stuff. And if I'm not mistaken, I actually believe Bobby Jinx is managing in the Pioneer League right now, which is a cool little factoid there. That is cool. Yeah, so, no, he, he's back in the Pioneer League. I believe, yeah, Grand Junction Rockies, Bobby Jinx. So, no, you once you say that name, can't help but flash some memories back to the glory days of the Angels. That dude used to throw heat. But, no, awesome stuff, Fritz. Thank you. And like you said, just uh, should be a lot of fun. Still a lot of great ball to be played out here. Yeah, and then the home opener is uh, one week from tomorrow, Tuesday the 30th. And I think you and I will be there, right? Yep, that's the game plan. Looking forward to that. Should be some great ball being played here in the Valley. Always a great atmosphere at that ballpark. So I'm looking forward to it. And now that, you know, it's all ready to go. Last year they were getting the construction done. I was down there the other day, and it feels like it's prime time ready to go for season. So it should be a lot of fun. Sure should. All righty. Well, great stuff, Fritz. Thank you so much. And uh, we'll, we'll be talking some more Pioneer League baseball soon throughout the season. It's going to be a good time. Alrighty, as always, thank you so much to Fritz for taking the time to join us, talking some Pioneer League. I'm really excited, big-time baseball fan, if you couldn't tell from that conversation, but just uh, a lot of fun to be had. You know, like Fritz said, it is kind of an interesting turn. We're no longer, they are affiliated teams, they're independent ball, um, shorter seasons. But that being said, you look at the list of guys who've made their way to the bigs through independent leagues over time, it's a pretty special list. So a lot of great talent still in the Pioneer League. Shout out all these athletes competing. Shout out the teams. I can't wait to cover it. And shout out the Range Riders. It's going to be a lot of fun getting out of that stadium this year and taking in some baseball. I'm expecting to see a lot of home runs. All right, let's dive into the headlines, starting with that state baseball. The first ever year of high school baseball in Montana came to a close last weekend at the all-class tournament in Butte. The championship came down to a battle of two Northwest Montana teams as the Polson Pirates and Whitefish Bulldogs squared off in the championship game, with Polson coming out on top 10-4 over Whitefish. Whitefish, a lot of fun this year. They were the runner-up. So Polson was the champion, though. Polson's Espen Fisher got the start on the mound and tossed a complete game and got the final out on his 110th pitch of the day right at the Montana State limit. So it was a make-or-break pitch for Fisher. That was going to be it either way, and he happened to get the out. Awesome stuff. Heck of a story to tell for years to come for Fisher to be on the very last pitch and get the out to end the game. Fisher also had a bases-loaded triple and finished 2-for-4 at the plate with 3 RBI. Overall, big congrats to Polson on the accomplishment. Big congrats to Whitefish on finishing runner-up. So congrats to both those schools for etching their names in the history book. Absolutely had an awesome time covering high school baseball in Montana this season. So much fun. Had the opportunity to make it out to, I think, three Whitefish games, and each time you could just see the level of talent was there. You could see Whitefish making strides for a team in year number one. From game number one to the third game I saw them, they looked like they had put in the work. They were fun to watch, and it showed making it all the way to the state title game. So, like I said, congrats to Polson, congrats to Whitefish, and kudos to all our competitors in the sport of baseball in the first every year. Regardless of how you finish, you could say, you were part of year number one, and that's pretty historic. So, like I said, lots of great talent in the state, lots of great ball players, and I really can't wait to see what the future of high school baseball holds in Montana. On to the softball scene, starting with some news featuring the Columbia Falls Wildcats. Who are your Western A Divisional Softball Champions? So, with the win over Polson, they took home the Western A crown last weekend. Aspen Dawson drove in four runs 
and Maddie Moultrie and Kira Tranquil had two RBIs each as Columbia Falls down Polson 11-7 for that Western A Divisional Softball title Saturday night. Both teams are headed to the State A tournament beginning Thursday in Belgrade. Earlier Saturday, Columbia Falls edged Libby 8-7 in the semifinals. All right, Flathead made the State Softball Tournament, according to this report from the Daily Interlake. It was the first time they made the tournament since 2007. The Flathead Brave Vets did not get the sweep Saturday, but like I said, they made state with a win over Butte in a doubleheader. They just needed one win. Sawyer Van Campen's two-run seventh-inning home run provided the difference in Flathead's win. It was a 6-5 win in the first game of the doubleheader Saturday versus Butte. According to Butte coach Ryan Stosich, that win was the one that gave Brave at sixth place in Western AA. So, the state AA tournament begins Thursday, and Helena Glacier will be there as well. So, it's going to be a lot of fun. Shout out to our local teams representing the Valley. Awesome stuff. Love to see that. We did have Crosstown softball last week as well. We'll touch on this really quick and keep it rolling. Zoe Allen, Emma Cook, and Kennedy Goodet all homer for Glacier last week in an 11-1 win over Flathead. It was the last Crosstown meeting of the season. Could have put that together since I just said the season came to an end for the playoffs. But anyways, hey, they could meet in the postseason, so you never know. Starting pitcher Ella Farrell scattered two hits and one run across six innings while striking out 11. Cook was two for three at the plate with three runs scored and three RBI. Allen was two for four with three RBIs, and Goodet was two for three with two RBIs. Here's a quote from Glacier head coach Abby Snipes. Great day to be a part of the Wolfpack. Just got a lot of good touches on the ball. Lots of good hits from one through nine in the lineup. Great to see that going into the state tournament next week. The game was called in the bottom of the sixth when Morgan Vivian hit a two-run double to make it 11-1 and bring on the 10-run rule. All right, like I said, congrats to both our local softball teams for making it to the state tournament. Awesome stuff. Wishing them nothing but the most success out there and ultimately have fun. That's what it's all about. Real quick, some tennis news from Great Falls where two Glacier doubles pairs were crowned champions and the Wolfpack edged CM Russell for both team titles at the Northern AA Tennis Divisionals last Friday. The Glacier boys scored 49 points to CMR's 47 and the girls had 30, 38 to CMR's 34. Both Flathead teams ended up third. Solid showing from the Valley teams. The AA State Tennis Tournament is Thursday, May 25th through Friday, May 26th this week at the Flathead Valley Community College Courts. So, like I said, congratulations to a strong week of play from our Valley teams. Awesome stuff across the board, whether it's softball, baseball, or tennis, well represented. So let's get to one last headline from the Daily Interlake last week. This is a little Montana Grizzlies football slash NFL news, you could say, where former Grizz lineman Dylan Cook signed with the Steelers. The Steelers announced this on their Twitter. Cook was an MSU Northern QB turned Grizz lineman, and here's the press release from the Steelers themselves. Cook entered the NFL as an undrafted free agent that spent the 2022 season on the Tampa Bay Bucks practice squad. Before entering the league, Cook was a dominant force on the offensive line for Montana University. Could have said University of Montana, but we'll give him a pass. He played a total of 27 games, 23 starts in two seasons during his time at MU. We're going to go UM, like I said, we'll give him a pass. During his time at UM, Cook was a two-time academic All-Big Sky. He was Phil Steele four-team All-Big Sky and was nominated for the William Campbell Trophy, known as the Academic Heisman. He was an anchor of the offensive line that helped Montana post its first 1,000-yard rushing season since 2014. Shout out the Steelers for that. No doubt, just an absolutely awesome story. Cook, a Butte High product, was a former quarterback at MSU Northern before transferring to the Grizz and making the move to the offensive line. 
one of the more unique paths to the NFL you'll ever see. NAIA QB, FCS offensive lineman to Pittsburgh Steeler. That's a great reminder. There's no perfect route to the top, regardless of your profession or your goal in life. There is no perfect route to the top. It's a great reminder for all the kids out there trying to make it that whether you're at the NAIA level, at the D2 level, D3 level, you work hard, you chase your dreams, you put in the work, and you never quit, and there's a possibility that good things can really happen. So awesome stuff from Cook. Definitely rooting for him to catch on with the Steelers long-term. That's a great landing spot, one of the best organizations in professional football, no doubt about it. Just an absolutely unique story that you'd love to see something like that and wishing him nothing but the best. All right. That's actually going to do it for this week's show. Shout out to Fritz for taking the time to join us, talking some Pioneer League baseball. Like he mentioned, we'll be out there at opening day next week. That's the game plan. We'll hopefully get a little video for the show, too. That'd be fun. We'll see how that goes. But either way, awesome stuff. Looking forward to it. It's going to be so much fun covering baseball this summer. So awesome stuff. So on next week's episode, we'll definitely be talking Glacier Range Riders baseball as well as diving into some more postseason results from spring sports that is wrapping up quickly here we are it's almost june it's pretty wild it feels like we were just getting out of the cold front and getting spring sports underway and here we are so remember as always to like this video and subscribe to the daily interlake on youtube to stay up to date with the latest local news from the sports world and more thanks as always till next time y'all i'm josh dugan and i'm out today's episode is brought to you by nomad one of the flatheads best manufacturer Nomad is a longtime supporter of the local community and sports scene, celebrating 20 years of building great careers and mission-focused custom vehicles. Nomad, a Montana-based company making a global impact. Visit nomadgcs.com for more info. That's nomadgcs.com for more information.